Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello and welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by Mark Osterman and Joe Chung. We have a really fun show for you this week. We're going to talk about our craziness in Denver, our meetup for our Patreon subscribers, tons of credit card news, and more coming up right now. How are you guys doing today? Uh, Mark, uh, it sounds like you lost a little bit of your voice in Denver over the weekend. I know, shocker, right? It's uh, surprising whenever I go somewhere, I lose my voice. But yeah, I'm a little tired, a little exhausted. Uh, the elevation uh, kicked my butt in Denver this time. I've never really had an issue with it in the past, but it did seem to wear me out. Like it hit me hard the first night waking up the next morning. I did not feel great. And then it had like the worst air quality in the in the world, I think, this weekend because of fires and everything. So I think that played a role as well. Not to mention copious amounts of beer and some other uh, alcohol uh, drinks. So yeah, we we, uh, we had a lot of fun. We burned candle at both ends, and uh, it was good to meet up with everybody and uh, see some old faces, meet some new faces, all that stuff. Good time. I hadn't talked to anybody. Like, I was flying, you know, yesterday morning. I had a really early flight. I ended up not sleeping at all on Saturday night. I was out till about 2 a.m., and then I couldn't fall asleep. Uh, we'll talk more about Denver, but I hadn't talked for, like, many hours, and I got home yesterday and had no voice. Thankfully, it's come back a little bit, uh, so that's good. How about you, Joe? How's uh, week 10 of vacation? Well, my voice sounds great. Thank you very much, you two. Uh, sad to miss it's out. It's all the eggs. All the eggs you've been eating. All the eggs, indeed. <laughs> I am on, yes, week three on the road. Was it last week, Sean, that you said you were, you were, we were referencing just being on the road for a long time and you're talking about your being away from home for 18 months back when your son was young? I do not know how you did it. I miss my home so much. Uh, yesterday, I came off like a nine-hour drive from New Jersey down to the Outer Banks. So I'm like particularly exhausted and my body is like breaking down, but I just do not know how you spent so much time away from home. Now, this house we rented in the Outer Banks is great. I mean, it's a little old, but we have direct beach access, which is super nice, but I am tired of uh, traveling. And so about a week and a half more to go, uh, but I can't wait to get back to Boston. I did want to talk to you guys a little bit. You know how the Platinum has all these quote unquote useful streaming credits yeah. So I ended up finally signing up for Audible just because I have no use for these useless streaming credits. So I was trying Peacock. To... <laughs> See, I already get Peacock because I have Comcast um, yeah. at home. So I signed up for Audible and I'm not a big audiobooks person, but I guess it's just kind of like listening to podcasts. So I was listening to a book on the way down now. I did want to share, people had shared with me a couple of tips. So if you are using your very useful Audible subscription from your personal Platinum. I did find out that the credits that you get, so the way that it works is you don't pay for your subscription or American Express reimburses you for your subscription. They have free books you can download, which are not that great. I mean, we downloaded a few kids' free books. I mean, some are okay, but there's, it's not amazing. But basically what happens is they Audible gives you a credit every month to buy an ebook, which the business model makes no sense to me. Like you're paying for a subscription just basically to be 
part of a book club per month so you can buy but then you still buy the book (laughs) but a lot of times so i do have an audible membership because i listen to audiobooks and i've over the years i've kind of canceled it because i you know when i'm not listening to as many but there's many times you're paying 15 dollars a month where i'm getting a 30 or 35 dollar book so it does you know that credit is good for for many many books some really really long kind of crazy long books will be two credits but for the most part um you'd probably save money if you are kind of consuming books pretty regularly but Shocker for you guys! I've never actually listened to an audiobook, and do you ever? Neither had I. The, Neither ever, had I. Do you ever fall into the thing? You know, like when you uh, used to study or read a book, and you read the same page eight times because you just like zone out. Does that happen when you're listening to an audiobook where you have to like rewind it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, yeah. for sure. Go ahead, Sean. I was gonna say if you don't don't do it when you're like I used to listen sometimes when I was going to bed. And then you would like fall asleep and then forget where you were. And then I would spend 20 minutes the next day trying to figure out or re-listening to stuff. So, yeah, it's not that's not a good thing. But it's good for the car. I do like it for the car. I mean, I was driving and I had my headphones in while the kids were listening to their own audiobook. But whenever they get excited about whatever's going on in their book, I got to rewind my book like three minutes because it's like so much noise during the action. They were listening to, uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, but uh, Sideways Stories from Wayside School, old classic. No, I don't. I don't. It's, it's good. You should have your kids check it out. It's, nope. it's okay. very funny. It's a very quirky book about this uh, weird school. But anyway, they were listening to that. So just three quick tips on Audible that I learned. Number one, so you get a credit per month to download a book, but the credits don't expire. So you can save up credits until there are books you actually want. Or like Sean said, you know, the credit is worth no matter what the price of the book is. Like you could buy a $5 book for a credit or a $25 book for the credit. So save them up. Also, someone told me that there are times where they'll do these sales. I haven't seen one yet, but where you can get two books for one credit. So you can save them up for that, too, if you're trying to like really maximize value. So I guess it's an okay program if you like listening to audiobooks. I still think I prefer actually reading books, but I've been on the road for so long that uh, I've run out of podcasts. I think we're already at like 1,600 miles on the road so far, so... Um, I've run out of podcasts, so I'm listening to audiobooks, and uh, it, it'll be okay. And I guess Audible came in handy, although I never would have paid for it myself, so I don't really see it as value, but it's something that I got. Two other things that I read, like Dr. Credit shared Audible bills like the day before it's supposed to sometimes. So if you're on the first of the month, it might bill you on the 30th or 31st of the previous month. So that might screw up your credit. So don't sign up the very beginning of the month, like wait till a couple days after, as well as be sure to activate it. Uh, a lot of people, any, even if you did double check that it's still activated, cause there were some issues. I think Nick at frequent model, I wrote about that where you actually have to go in there and physically, which seems stupid because all their other credits that they've rolled out have been just automatically on there. So you have to, uh, at, go in and activate it before you make your charge to get your credit. So Joe audible sponsors so many podcasts. So we should probably tell people out there that this is not sponsored by audible, even though you did kind of say that you would never pay for it. So I guess that would be a, probably a bad ad if they had paid us to talk about them so yes but if audible if you if you are listening audible and you would like to pay us we will would happily re-record this for you uh so please let us know anyway all right we're going to talk about how crazy travel is right now but before we get into the show don't forget you can find links for the show subscribe mtmpodcast.com we also appreciate if you guys listen on apple Podcasts and you want to leave us a review if you like the show we love five-star reviews on apple so mtmpodcast.com find all of the links you can also support the show if you find value in our content and are applying for credit cards we have credit card links 
mtmpodcast.com again. So Mark, you wrote an article about will airline travel ever be like it was or are we stuck in the twilight zone? After traveling this weekend and traveling a decent amount over the last few months, I'd say we're stuck in the twilight zone. You bring, you kind of break down the different reasons why things kind of suck, but let's just start on the base level. All these cancellations, all the news, things kind of suck right now still when you're flying. And it wasn't even really focusing on all the issues with the airlines, which is a big part. It does play a role in it. You know, I get basically every day I get a different email from Delta telling me my flight time has changed. And I had one that started at 7 p.m., then it went to 5 p.m., then it went to 3 p.m., then it went to 12 p.m. And then they added a 5 p.m. flight, but never moved me back to that. So I had to get on chat and wait like eight hours for them to respond to me so that I could get back on the 5 p.m. flight. And then I'm sure it'll get changed again. So those are part of it. It plays a role like the frustration people have just trying to travel because everything is so difficult. And if you do have an issue, it's going to take hours on the phone or hours on chat to f- correct it. So if you have an issue like that day, you're you're going to struggle to, to get it fixed. You know, we had a couple of people miss the Friday event in Denver because of uh, weather, which I, there wasn't really that much weather in Denver, but they had all these delays, cancellations, especially on Southwest. They had some uh, issues with staffing, I think. And, you know, like PDX deals guy, he got a cancellation from Southwest an hour and a half before he was supposed to fly. So he had to rebook, use miles to fly Alaska in uh, because Southwest was going to put him on like a 9 or 10 p.m. flight, which just wouldn't work. So that's kind of crazy. But I think uh, a big part of what's going on is we have a lot of people traveling that either don't travel that much or have never traveled because they have more time on their hands. They're not working. They have more money from stimulus or from unemployment than they were making before. And they're kind of taking advantage of that, which is great, but they also, you know, travel stressful. And then you put in people that don't know what they're doing. And then in a time that you really need to be on your game because it's terrible. And then you just have, you know, friction, COVID fatigue, a whole bunch of things. There's not a lot of business travelers, which is usually a big portion of the flight. And those people are just there to, you know, get from point A to B. They don't care. They know the system. So it's kind of crazy. I don't know. What do you guys think plays the biggest role with, with all the, uh, you know, uproars and fights and people punching flight attendants and flight attendants being rude and over the top. And it's just craziness. I'm definitely buying more and more into your theory about the inexperienced travelers traveling a lot more, even if it wasn't people who had never traveled before deciding to fly for the first time, just because we are missing so many business travelers that used to make up such a large bulk of the people on planes, but they're not there. So just the average experience of someone on a plane is so much different. So I think between that and all the staffing issues, I don't know, has Spirit caught up yet? Or are they still like super far behind? And really, like you said, the worst thing is when there is a disruption, it is so hard to get it fixed. You know, JetBlue's chat used to respond within five seconds. Now it takes hours. So I don't, tweet JetBlue unless, you know, you used to be able to DM them and they'd respond in like a second. But now I don't tweet them unless it's something I know that I won't need for like a couple of days. Otherwise, I'll call on the Mosaic line, which is still a 20-minute hold, but that's better than, you know, the three, four-hour holds that non-Mosaics have to have. I would say that out of my experience, I think Hyatt is still the best in terms of staffing and stuff like that. When I DM them, they respond within like 10 to 15 minutes but in general i think it's just been pretty rough hopefully it'll get better once the summer's over i do think we'll eventually get back to normal i just don't know whether that normal will be what we were used to before 
So, Mark, you said in your article you think maybe late 2022, 2023. So you just think it's going to yeah. be forever that it's going to take for this to come back, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, uh, we all thought, you know, I, I at least I thought the September mask mandate, like early in the year, I was like, oh, by the time September rolls around, we'll be taking masks off planes. And now, you know, everybody's rolling out more masks uh, mandates in like Vegas and, and California and stuff like that. And New York City is having uh you know, my headline, no soup for you. If you know, if you're not vaccinated in New York city, cause you have to have, sh- show proof of vaccination or you had to uh, throw that in there. You just had, <laughs> I was very proud of that one. So as you, you should be, as you should be. <laughs> so you see like all that stuff, you know, coming back and in September is right around the corner. So there's no way that public transportation is going to drop the mask mandate right now. So that's another thing. People are just tired of dealing with all this stuff. And there, everybody's like geared up for a fight. Flight, Sean, you've been talking about flight attendants for years being uh, too having too much power, and then you throw in that they're all overworked right now, short, you know, short tempered because they have to deal with this on a daily basis. Every flight, they have to remind people keep your mask on, and people don't want to wear them. So everybody's just ready for a fight as soon as they sit down. It's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's it's been tough. I've talked. Uh, I think on the show I've talked about my experience with a flight attendant kicking somebody off a plane where I didn't feel that it should have happened. The person was compliant and they were never asked again. And so, yeah, you have it. Flight attendants stressed out, passengers stressed out, people overstepping on all sides. And it's just, uh, it's just rough and it's going to be forever. The staffing issues are creating problems and just not to even talk about like the crazy spirit stuff we saw, the American Airlines stuff we saw spirit still canceling flights a week later. Um, it, it's, it's rough. I mean, it's, it's just rough. We had a lot of people at our Denver meetup get, uh, rerouted, delayed flights canceled. And because even that was a lot to do with weather, but the airlines aren't able to recover the way they used to just because they don't have the staff to do it. So even when something that was happens like weather, it becomes even more stressful for everybody. Plus it cascades, right? In the past inter- interline agreements used, you know, I know, what is it? Who is it? Uh, Southwest doesn't have interline agreements like some don't, but a lot of the airlines would be able to put you on a different airline if they had an issue. But since all the airlines are having the problems, you know, this just all backs up and just a single grain of rice can tip the scales. Mulan. Yeah. And, and I think we had the perfect chance as consumers to really demand something when the all the airlines needed stimulus money, you know, bailouts and they didn't require anything for it, really. And I think that was the time that the government should have stepped up and said, you know what, Canada has a system, Europe has a system where if you're delayed, if you're delayed for this or, you know, mechanical issues or it's the airline's fault, you're going to get compensated. If you get bumped, you're going to get compensated. Like it's in writing. You know, Southwest told PDX Steel guy basically to pound sand. He's like, I'm going to miss an event that I paid for to go to. And you're not going to do anything for me. And I'm going to rebook on a more expensive flight on a different airline. And you're not even going to give me like a hundred dollar voucher voucher as an apology. Like they really just don't care. They're whatever, you know, we can't hire people because we don't pay them enough or they don't want to come out or we fire too many people. It's all our fault, but we're going to stick it on you, the passenger. Like you go get your own hotel. You worry about rebooking yourself. It is what it is when, you know, they got money from us. We should have demanded something in return for that. And Think of how differently things would be if they knew, hey, if we mess this up, we're going to have to pay this bill at the end of it. They would make different decisions. They wouldn't schedule as tightly. They would have more planes on hand. They would have extra staffing, all this stuff. But, you know, they didn't do that for us. And that that was a big swing and miss, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I agree. It's it's tough all around and people who want to travel just understand that you can be the most experienced traveler and still run into problems uh, as we saw uh, this weekend. And let's talk about this weekend, Mark, because we do talk on the show a lot about our Patreon uh, Diamond community and we have about 240 people uh, in there, uh, 240 members plus the MTM crew. And it was our first meetup in Denver getting a bunch of miles of points, crazy people, people who listen to the podcast, people who watch our videos. It was uh, incredible. So Mark, I mean, let's just start. Obviously, we talk about the community here and we have our, you know, we have the Slack, the Facebook, and we have all of our online shows and all the stuff that we do. But the really the center of this online community for our Patreon subscribers will be these meetups. And we were able to do the first one. We had a cocktail party. Well, first, I want to say Mark is the one who organized this incredible weekend in Denver including a cocktail party Friday night and a private cabana at a Rockies game on Saturday night. So I do want to say publicly thank you to him once again. Uh, I've told him thank you many times, but I want him to make sure that he gets uh, credit for, for all that, not just for doing the work, but <laughs> I appreciate for doing it. such a great job, you know, because it wasn't just that he planned it, but he planned an incredible event that turned out uh, great. And I think everybody enjoyed it. But yeah, let's start with the, uh, let's start with talking about Friday night and, and the cocktail party. And I don't obviously want to talk, people out there listening may not be members and you can join. It's $10 a month if you want, but it was really great to see like old friends and kind of connect. And this was the first time I was able to see people that I had known for many years during COVID. And I, I felt like it was nice to be able to get that sort of sense of community again. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a lot of fun and it was kind of cool because, you know, we had like a year build up to this and we've had we have Zoom chats once a month. We have live podcast recordings that we interact with. Uh, everybody interacts together. We have Facebook chats and everything. So we already you know knew a lot about each other before we even met in person. So it's kind of like it, you're warmed up to it. You know, it's not like a cold entry. You're like, hey, what's going on? You know, we uh, we've chatted for a year. It's so great to finally you know catch up and stuff. And there was other people that we've known and uh from other meetups and and have come to our events or meta seminars and stuff like that so it was a lot of fun um it's kind of funny because i we originally planned this for uh like may of 2020 but i had to cancel it so i basically planned the denver event twice and the second time was a lot more difficult because it was hard you know as we've talked about with travel just finding a place that could accommodate 50 to 60 people was really tough uh and there was restrictions when we started to plan it so we had to work around that. And a lot of the places that we had booked before just said, you know, basically we don't have the staff and we can't handle it. So it was kind of like up in the air, but we, you know, we made it work. And the Friday night event was at the hotel. We were on like the 40th floor overlooking downtown in the mountains. We had the sunset there. It was a really cool space, you know, uh, props to Grand Hyatt for setting it up for us. You know, we booked a lot of rooms there. Everybody booked their own with miles and points. And, uh, you know, we said, Hey, we're bringing all these people. Can you, can you work out something with us? The room usually had like a $6,000 minimum and they were able to you know, knock that off. They knocked off the room fee and gave us a pretty good deal. I mean, it still was expensive, but it wasn't as bad as it normally would be. So that was nice of them. That was a really fun time. Uh, Friday night, you know, we had like four hours where we just all hung out, talk, had some drinks. And then Saturday was, was pretty open. We try to leave, you know, a portion of it open for people that, our friends that don't only see each other at these events, give them time to do what they want to do to explore together. Everybody kind of breaks off into little groups from people they met the night before, people they've known forever. Uh, Nancy and the group hosted like a 30 person kind of roundtable to chat and everybody, you know, shared secrets, tips and tricks, which was really cool. 
and other people went out and brewery hopped and did whatever they wanted to do. And then, you know, Saturday night, we all came together at the Rockies game where we had a private cabana with a private bartender and each ticket came with $20 in food and beverage credit. And it was a really cool event. That was uh, probably the highlight for me. Uh, Just such a neat area. The stadium's really cool. Lots of good food, you know, and you have this open area, basically like massive pool type of cabana that you have all to yourself. So I thought it was a lot of fun. How much FOMO do you have, Joe? Uh, Yeah, I had quite a bit of FOMO. The pictures looked great. It looked like everyone had a lot of fun. I definitely probably would have preferred being at a meetup than driving nine hours. So definitely... (laughs) Looks like uh, you guys had a great time. You know, I didn't get to see, just because I was getting ready for the trip and all that, I didn't see pictures from the Rockies game. I would love to hear what was that like. What was the suite or cabana? Was it an indoor suite or outdoor cabana? Like, I don't even know. Like, you know, I'm not fancy enough to be in these (laughs) fancy corporate uh, boxes or whatever. So what was that like? Yeah, it was kind of a unique setup. I've never seen it anywhere else. You know, usually you look at suites and they have seats looking at the stadium and it's a smaller room. You can only fit like 10 or 15 people. And this was set up that you could fit 60 people. It was on like the backside of the stadium. So you didn't see the game directly. There's TVs everywhere. And you were just a few steps away that you could go to like one of the standing. Can't, can't see the game. Perfect for Mark. Yes. <laughs> so that was a joke made, of course. So you could roll up to the, uh, the they have like beer rails for all their standing room. It's one of the better stadiums for standing room. Uh, which a lot of people buy tickets and end up just standing in the standing area anyway. So you had like two levels right there that you could stand at if you wanted to watch the game. Pretty much everybody just hung out and chatted, watched on the TV. You know, Colorado has sports betting, so a couple members took advantage of sign-up bonuses and bet on the game. And, you know, we were really invested at the end because the over-under was 11, 11 and a half, and it was at 7 to 4. And there was a play at the plate, and they tagged him out for like one of the final outs, which kept it at the under And everybody was cheering because most people had bet the under. Uh, So that was kind of a fun experience, too. Everybody made a little bit of money since just for signing up, you're getting like a $100 free bet and stuff like that. So it was a lot of fun. I I was really looking forward to it because, you know, how often do you get to go to a suite or a cabana or anything like that at a big sporting event? And the only reason we're able to do this is because we have a big group of people that everybody's chipping in to cover the cost. So that's kind of like what we want to do each time. Uh, We want to do something unique together as a big group that we couldn't do on our own or in a smaller group um so like we have a future one coming up in uh orlando that we're going to try to you know drink around the world at epcot drink and dine around the world we got a hyatt to give us a couple of cabanas for free so we can hang out there during the day you know a future one we want to do in seattle or chicago one of the two we want to try to charter a boat that we go out and do like a, a booze dinner cruise uh so you know we're not the the typical meetup, let's go to a hotel suite and just sit there and, and chat. We, we want to do fun, cool stuff. So that's what we're striving to accomplish with these. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun to build this group. And it was an incredibly uh, humbling experience to have all these people in person, many of uh, that we hadn't met before and who watched the videos, listened to the podcast. Shout out to every one of you who we did meet uh, at the meetup and got a chat with. And uh, I feel like between you and I, I feel like we did get to talk to everybody uh, hopefully, and, and get to spend some time. I know that you and I were basically uh, hanging out with group members the entire weekend from beginning to end. Um, I didn't even really sleep on Saturday night before my flight home on Sunday, um, so just talking and enjoying the conversation uh, and enjoying the fun. And the game was incredible. I love that cabana, Mark. You did really good. You hit it out of the park with that one. Um, really, Ayo, really cool. Venue. Pun, pun intended. <laughs> Nailed it. And if you're interested in the Patreon group or more information, just go to patreon.com 
forward slash miles to memories and uh, you can find out about it there. Let's move on to credit cards because there's so much credit card news that came out this week. Let's start with Alaska Airlines, one of the mileage programs with the highest value per point. And in the past, they've had fairly low sort of co-branded offers from Bank of America. But this week, they really hit it out of the park with record offers on both the business card and the personal card. Starting off with the business card, 60,000 miles after 3,000 in spend. That's a pretty good deal. I would say that's worth well over $1,000 based on my valuations of Alaska miles. The personal card, 65000 although that requires 8 k spend. These cards really aren't cards I use every day. I more get them for the bonuses and maybe when I'm flying Alaska for a perk or two. But these uh, 60 65 k bonuses are pretty impressive. Yeah, and it makes me wonder, like, uh, is there a, another Alaska devaluation coming soon? <laughs> Because <laughs> they used to be so hard. I mean, you could sign up for them much easier. You could get a card like every every like ten days or whatever. But you know, we keep seeing these offers go up and up and up. Like a hundred k used to be weird to see, and now you see them everywhere. Sixty k Alaska. You know, you never see anything close to that before. So I do worry about that somewhat. You know, they keep pumping out miles because they make so much money off of selling them. But are we kind of setting ourselves up for a future failure? But I guess take it while you can and burn them while you can. Alaska Miles are good for many of their partners. And one of the things about Alaska is they just joined One World. So they have their One World partners, but they have many other partners outside One World as well. I think some of the more popular uh, redemptions would be like Cathay Pacific or now that uh, Cutter is their partner for Soy like, sauce. Suites, right? <laughs> and the Q Suites too to Doha. I know a lot of people are using Alaska Miles to book that. Of course, American Airlines you can book, but there's other interesting ones like. Korean Air, you know, they have Japan Airlines, Fiji Airways, lots of different things. Just look for the fuel surcharges. Uh, they vary by by airline. But uh, yeah, I'm probably going to pick up one of these cards. I do value Alaska Miles. Unfortunately, though, you can't book Emirates first anymore. So that is a big bummer. One uh, quick question on Bank of America. Is it still 234? Is that still the rule? Oh, man, I don't even remember what those numbers stand for. So we should remind people or please remind me. Yeah, let me pull it. Let me pull it up. Yeah, I'm looking it up too. I forget. I never care experience. enough. I never care enough about uh, Bank of America to pay attention to it. <laughs> All right, where is our? Yeah, we okay. Joe, I should say we have a really good resource uh, written by Ryan S. Uh, credit card app- application rules by bank, basically listed all each individual bank. So two, three, four is still in effect. Two new cards in in two months. Within two months. Three new cards within 12 months, four new cards within 24 months. So you do need to, to pay attention to that. And as well, if you have a checking account with Bank America, that usually helps you out with your applications. And they do have, they used to be able to like churn them pretty easily. They didn't have anything, but now they have a 24 month for, for many of their cards. The Alaska cards is one of those where you can only get one every 24, 24 months. So 24 months for personal, 24 months for business, I believe is the way it's set up. That sounds like a great resource. All right, moving on to the next credit card-related topic we want to talk about. It's not often we talk about U.S. Bank and them launching a credit card. And sometimes, you know, we talk about travel rewards and getting free hotel points and airline miles. Sometimes you just want cash back and get a nice cash back bonus to use towards travel or for anything else. And they just launched this business triple cash rewards card. Has zero annual fee, has a 0% intro APR for 15 months. And a $500 bonus after $4,500 spend with 
3% cash back at gas stations and office supply stores and cell phones and restaurants. It's a pretty good card. I mean, it's not a travel card, but it's a pretty good card. Yeah, and it, it's weird. U.S. Bank just seems to be like re-rolling out similar to what they had before, but like renaming it. So it's like it's a new card offer for us. But this is a similar, very similar to a business card they rolled out just 12 months ago that I just recently closed because I got the $500 bonus. And you got like a 10% bump at the end of the year. So I got that money as well and cashed out and then closed it. Now this one, so I could sign up for this one as well, which I think I will. And you get 3% at gas stations, office supply stores, cell phone service providers, and restaurants. So it's actually really decent earning. Uh, now the the kind of key, like hidden under you know everything, annual $100 statement credit for recurring software subscription for FreshBooks or QuickBooks, which a lot of business owners use QuickBooks. And if you're on uh, the subscription service, that's basically $100 in free money if you're spending it already. So that's a, a yearly thing. So, you know, just even if you got this card, got the bonus, held it every year, it's paying you $100 just to hold it uh, for no annual fee. So it's kind of crazy if you use either of those services. Yeah, and it's worded as recurring software subscription expenses. So it's possible that beyond FreshBooks and QuickBooks counts that other software subscription will count as well. But that's what they mentioned. Yeah, I forgot about that. Audible, hey oh No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I forgot about it. I mean, to your point, zero annual fee, get the card, keep it. It could be a $100 profit every year. Plus, uh, depending on your bandwidth in those those bonus categories, 3% at gas stations, office supply, uh, pretty good. Yeah, if you max out your Inc. Cash card, then this would be a good backup for all those uh, MasterCard, Visa gift card promos. Yep, for uh, absolutely uh, for sure. All right, and next is the city premiere. There's a rumor that it's going to be going to 48-month language for being able to get the bonus again. Uh, Mark, this rumor came from Reddit. Is that right? No, it actually came from a a Diamond Lounge member. Thank you, Megan, for reaching out. But she had applied for the premiere. And we've been hearing, you know, we talked about it a couple episodes ago, I believe. People have been having issues getting approved, even if they're outside the 24 months, even if they're under the 3-6 rule, which is, you can't have three hard inquiries within the last six months to get pretty much all city cards. You'll get denied for that. But people have been getting random stuff sent to them, like saying, you don't have enough, you have zero balances on your card, so that's not good for us. And other things like that, uh, that just don't really mesh with what we've known for city. So she applied, and she was told she can't get it for 40, because it, it, she had one 40 month, 48 months ago, when it the terms actually say 24 months. And she kept saying, no, you're wrong, you're wrong, got kicked up to a supervisor, and they said the same thing, which likely they're just mixing up their things, but it it does, it would make sense why so many people are getting denied, because a lot of people are trying to hit it up after the 24 months instead of, you know, they're not 48 months out. And also the custom cash, which just was uh, launched, has that 48 month language, and it doesn't have the thank you card family rule. So it's just 48 months for this card, which is in line with the American Airlines cards, and, you know, that kind of gives it a little more credence. Is this where City's going? Which I wrote an article a couple of years ago that I said I wish they would. Because usually, you know, you're stuck. You sign up for a premiere and then you can't get anything else for two years. If each individual thank you card goes to a 48-month rule, you can sign up for a different thank you card every year. So you're actually able to do better this way, even though the premiere is the best. That's one you'd want to get every two years. But you could sign up for the rewards plus. You could sign up for the... Um, the custom cash, you could sign up for the premiere and then you could sign up if the prestige comes back, you could sign up for that and you could do that and just rotate every, every year. And it'd be a way to get, you know, reboost your stuff every year. So I'm kind of hopeful that they do change to this, but it's just a, it could be a supervisor that was misspoken, but there, it does 
kind of makes sense. So I don't know. Yeah, it does seem to make sense with their policies for other cards. So, and it doesn't seem like 48 months is the stretch, uh, you know, given, like you said, that they have it on the American Airlines uh, and, and their new cards. So uh, we'll see, we'll see there, but the denials ha- have been, have been rough for people. And it, it seems no doubt that it seems that city is changing their rules. They're kind of trying to figure out what their path forward is. And all the banks are sort of doing that. So kind of the, the book, the playbook we had from before may be changing as we kind of mature into COVID and then come out the other side. All right. And our final bit of credit card news is the biggest news, the most important news that we're going to cover this week. And that is the new card designs for the Chase Inc. cards. I know that has Joe so excited. What do you think of these card designs, Joe? They, they took away like the the background gradients and different things and they're just sort of flat backgrounds and i guess more modern yeah i think the same thing i think about every single card redesign which is uh i'm happy for you or sorry that happened <laughs> I, I really have no opinion on these things except for the fact that i do not like the heavy metals but i don't think these ink cards are going to have the heavy metals correct correct i don't think they'll have the heavy metals you know ink cards are different than maybe some other ones i think for people in this community certainly for me because i maybe use them a little bit more and i have this great relationship with that 5x spending and all the the love i have you know for my cash card and all that but yeah i don't know that design makes a huge difference these do look a lot like the other chase cards now and uh yeah it's fine they look good i like them before i like the new ones how about you mark yeah, I don't care. They can make it whatever they want. As long as they keep my Ink Plus uh, alive and kicking, I don't care what they what they do with it. So shout out yes, to all seconded, the Legacy seconded. Ink Plus, baby. <laughs> I'm surprised. I really thought that that would have gotten, you know, the product changed by now because it's been, what, was that like 2015 they ended it? 16? It's been a long time. So it's pretty awesome. Good on Chase for keeping that going. I still got one of those as well. I should point out that nothing else changed about the cards, the business unlimited, uh, business cash and business preferred ink cards, just new designs, but they're the same exact cards as they were before. But with that said, the business preferred, if you remember, has a hundred thousand bonus right now. Uh, the business cash has a $750 or 75 K bonus right now on a no annual fee card. And the Business Unlimited also has that 75K, $750 bonus. So all three of those cards have really great bonuses, uh, just as a reminder. And now you get the new sexy design, new for 2021, baby. All right, so let's... Uh... <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll say once again, if you are thinking of signing up for any of these cards, uh, we do have uh, links that you can support us with them. Uh, we, we have all of them except for the Alaska offers. We don't have Bank of America links, but... If you don't have anybody to refer you, like a family member to refer you for the Chase cards, uh, we have those. Same Premier, there are no referrals. We have that and a U.S. Bank as well for the Triple Cash, which doesn't have any referrals. So we appreciate you if you uh, if you decide to support us, and uh, that's it. Yeah, we definitely appreciate that. And just any card that people are applying for, anytime that you feel like you can give us value back, that's one of the ways that you can help to support the show and support what we're doing here. Let's move on to rapid fires. Mark, start us off. Yeah, I'm going to start off with uh, Ryan's article from Sunday. Uh, He wrote about his uh, process of signing up for Clear, which you get for free with your Platinum card, or there's a ton of Amex offers for him, or the Amex Green card gets you $100 off of Clear. So, you know, a lot of people can get Clear right now. So he went through the process in Denver, and I actually used it in Denver on the flight out. It was a huge time saver. The TSA there was a mess. 
It always is. And it was really busy. And it took me literally two minutes. You scan your eyes. After you get set, it all set up, all you do is go in there, scan your eyes. They check your boarding pass. They say, okay. They push you through the front of the TSA line, the checkpoint, and you go right. And actually there, we had kind of like our own little lane of uh, to get our stuff scanned uh, to go through everything. So it was really, it took me five minutes to get through the whole airport thing. And it was actually shorter than the TSA pre-check line. So definitely sign up for it. You're getting it free anyway, so you might as well give it a go. And uh, it, it was at the stadium as well. It didn't really save any time there. Uh, but at Yankee Stadium, it does. So something to consider as well if you're going to a concert or anything like that. Check out the stadium and see if they have the clear checkpoints. How about you, Joe? You punk. I hate you. Ha-ha, I, I knew, got yours. I knew. I, <laughs> I, knew, I knew you were going to want that one, Joe. You son of a gun. Benji just uh, recently wrote an article about... Meaning welcome offer requirements without breaking the bank. I know this is something that he makes a priority, not spending more money than he would otherwise. So there are some good tips in there, reminders for a lot of people, but tips for you if you are just starting out in this game about, you know, how do you make those higher and higher? We're seeing higher and higher welcome offer requirements for spend. So how do you make that without, you know, going out and buying a new TV that you don't actually need? So Check that out. Good tips in there and uh, good reminders as well. What about you, Sean? Lots of Benji love here in the rapid fire segment. He also wrote a post about city thank you points and about the quirks with city and why it's great for casual points fans and low spenders. And we know Mark hates city, especially he hates thank you points. But uh, Benji lays out exactly why you might be interested in the city uh, ecosystem and you know why they have great categories. A really well done post to kind of show somebody who's a beginner why City's ecosystem might make sense for them, and uh, definitely check that out. We'll have links. Well, if they can, if they can uh, get uh, American Airlines to stay long term, I might change my thinking on City a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I mean that is a blockbuster get for them. We'll see how that goes. I, I w- that would be a great scenario if they do. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think American Airlines is sticking around for so many years. People said, if only City would get American Airlines, it would be a game changer. And they never did. And so I'm thinking they're paying up for this temporary promotion or AA sold them a bunch of miles at a cheaper price. But I don't know. But I hope I'm wrong. I want to be proven wrong on that one because I agree with you. That would take thank you points. I already think they're pretty good myself, but that would take them to another level. Uh, and I Yeah, I know Joe agrees with that. American Airlines, love <laughs> it's the greatest it's the greatest airline named after the greatest country in the world so yeah it's a great airline yes love it love you so much american a plus all right and that's going to do it for this week's show joe where can people find you when they're not listening to this fine podcast you can find me at as joe flies all over social media if you are looking for disney advice or planning a trip you can check out my other podcast disney deciphered what about you mark you can find me on twitter at detroit mark you can email me, mark at milestonememories.com. Join our Facebook groups, join our Patreon groups, comment on any of the articles on the website, milestonememories.com. I'll get back to you there. Lots of ways. How about you, Sean? Yeah, milestonememories.com for all of our posts. Don't forget about our YouTube, youtube.com forward slash milestonememories. Mark and I host our MTM Vegas new show there every week. We have other Vegas stuff. We have our Vegas podcast as well. And of course, just check out Miles to Memories for everything related to podcast videos everything we have going on here thanks so much for listening talk to you guys next time see ya see ya i love that see ya
Yeah, just well, just streaming your video, Joe. You're making my my. You're using just more keep, bandwidth, so I can. Okay, see Okay, I face. turned it off. Okay. Just keep talking. Just keep talking. Okay, be a pro. Just there. I'm helping you out. I'm helping you out now. Yeah, help, help me out here. All right. <laughs> I should say, Joe. We have a really great resource. You should say. Uh, should say. Should say. Joe. You can find me on Twitter at Detroit Mark. Mile, uh, <laughs> email me at Mile. <laughs> okay, starting over. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.